Hi, Rav Judy here with Masech Pesach and Perak Bet Mishnah. These are the grains with which one can fulfill their mitzvah of making matzah on Pesach. That is to say, these are the grains that are in halacha considered to be grains that can make bread, the kind of bread that one would bench over, the kind of bread that would become chametz, and the kind of bread that if made properly will be matzah. Namely, chitim, saorim, kusmin, shifon, and shibolet shual. Namely, wheat, barley, spelt, rye, and oats. Uh, These five grains are seen as being the chametz grains that can then also properly make uh, matzah if one made matzah or bread out of something else i.e. cornbread, uh, potato matzah, rice matzah, it's not considered matzah. Uh, even though Ashkenazim and many Svardim are careful, specifically, particularly with rice, because the Gemara does have something of a question as to whether rice may in fact uh, become chametz. Not all Svardim eat rice, uh, and certainly Ashkenazim don't on Pesach. Uh, but these are the five grains that are, that are the grains that we say do make Proper matzah. Other grains would not. So, having spoken about the grain that will fulfill one's obligation, we're now talking about the status of this bread. If the bread is demai, meaning that the grains, ha- we're not sure whether truma or matzah was taken from them because they were sold to us by somebody who's like, kind of traditional-ish, but not necessarily so from, not so really, very religious. So demai, because it's in doubt, we allow, and but we don't know whether Truman Mas or whether tithes have been taken off. So poor people are allowed to eat them, uh, allowed to eat demai. We have a leniency there. We don't need to be stringent at the sake of those or the uh, at the expense of those who are poor and hungry. So therefore, one can in fact make matz out of them because they are edible. Is if you take off the 10% that's meant to be set aside for the levy, the levy then has to take off 10% of that 10%, 1% of the gross, roughly speaking, uh, to give to a Kohen. And if that's already been taken off, now it becomes property of the levy, and, but you don't have to be a levy to eat it. Anybody can eat it. And therefore, one could fulfill their mitzvah of matzah with it if you went to a levy seder or if they gifted it to you. Matzah sheni sheniftu means if you have second tithe, which in years one, two, four, and five of the Shemitah cycle, the seven-year cycle, you put aside another 10% of what remains after giving to the Kohen and the Levi, and that produce is then uh, is then to be eaten in Yerushalayim, uh, in a state of ritual purity of Tahara. So you can, if either if it's Maser Sheni in Yerushalayim, or if it's holy property, uh, Beit HaMikdash property, but it, bottom line is it's been redeemed, so now it is available for you to eat. So okay, then it, if it's available to be eaten, then it can be used for Matzah and Kohanim are allowed to use challah. Challah, not like the twisted, you know, uh, doughs that we make, the braided doughs. Rather, challah, the bit of every dough that was meant to be given to the Kohen back when Kohanim were tahor, uh, or truma, or the first part of the tithing of the matzah that was given to a Kohen. All those things, because they are permissible, those two last two are permissible to Kohanim to eat, then a Kohen can use those things for his matzah. The point being that matzah has to be made out of a one of the five proper grains, and it has to be something that is available and permissible for you to eat. But, aval, but, not with grains that were completely untithed, they're forbidden for everyone to eat. Not with first tithe that hasn't had the part, the matzah rishon for the levi, that didn't have the part taken off for the Kohen, because that's forbidden for everyone to eat. 
Hektish Shalom Niftu. Not with temple property or second tithe that weren't yet redeemed, because that's not for anyone to eat. Now we have a last variation here, last variable, which is let's say somebody made some loaves, and they are loaves, they are breads for either a korban toda, a Thanksgiving offering, or for a nazir, brings these like flat, flat loaves. So if they were made, a person wanted to bring them for his own sacrifice as a nazir or his own thank you sacrifice, some Thanksgiving sacrifice, then we do not assume that it's okay to use those because we don't assume that a person was really careful to make sure that they didn't become chametz because they were going to use them for some other purpose and then post facto decided, oh, I think I'll use this for matzah. Don't do it. But a sadlin korba shuk, if they, were, if they were made in order to sell. And the idea was I'm going to make a bunch of loaves now and whatever I can sell for people to use for their korban toda or as a nazir, fine. But whatever's left over, I'll keep and hey, Pesach's coming, so maybe I'll use some of it as matzah. Yotzenbehen. You could use that. Why? Because the assumption is that now you were careful to make sure not to let it rise, not to let it get, you know, the flour get wet and sit for 18 minutes before being baked because you wanted to have the optionality of using it for the Pesach Seder.